Welcome to the Summit County HealthCast, a podcast to improve the health and wellness of residents in Summit County, Utah. Join us as we interview local experts, professionals, and more to provide you with the best health and wellness tips Summit County has to offer. Let's get started. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Summit County HealthCast. I am here today with Jen Morrill, who's going to teach us a little bit about the WIC program. How's it going today, Jen? It's great. How are you? I'm good. Good. So starting off, just tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been here at Summit County, some of your interests outside of work, things like that. Okay. Well, I've lived in Summit County for 35 plus years. I grew up in Hennifer and I was raised there and now I'm raising my family there. I'm married and I have three boys ranging from age 13 years of age to three years of age. And some of my hobbies include reading, sports, any outdoor activity, spending time with my family and following my kids around to all of their sporting events and extracurricular activities. Cool. Well, thanks for sharing that. Tell us a little bit about your background and previous experience in the health field before you came here to the health department. So I have a bachelor's degree from Weber State in Integrated Studies in Health Promotion, Health Administration, and Nutrition. I'm a certified lactation educator as well. And really, in my career, I've worked two places, here at the health department, and then I lived out of state for about eight years, and I worked at a community college there. So I've been at the health department for 16 years, and then about eight years at the community college in St. Louis. And what got you into this particular line of work? I was just really interested in nutrition and health, and I started working here at the health department right out of high school, and kind of worked in as a clinical assistant in immunizations and family planning and WIC and really just enjoyed the WIC services and um, all the things that it had to offer. So when I went to finish my bachelor's degree, I decided I wanted it to be in something like nutrition and health. So that's how it came to be. All right. Well, we're definitely glad to have you here. Just for everyone kind of from the outside looking in, why don't you explain a little bit more about your role here currently at the health department and the different things you do day to day? So I'm currently the WIC director here at the health department. And as I said before, I've worked in the WIC program for 16 years and I've been the director for the past four years. As I said, I started out as a clinical assistant and then I became a nutritionist and then the director. But because we are a smaller health department, I do have other roles in the health department as well. I'm in charge of all the insurance billing. I serve as the liaison between insurance companies and the health department and deal with insurance contracts and things like that. I also do the Medicare and Medicaid billing and serve as one of the system administrators for our KIPS program, which is our health database. So we're going to go into a little bit more detail about WIC. Why don't you just give us an overview of, in general about what WIC is, and then we'll get some more into the specifics about who's eligible for WIC, who you serve with that, and some different information. Okay, so WIC is a federally funded supplemental food and nutrition education program, and we serve women, infants, and children, so that's why the W, I, and the C. The women must be pregnant, breastfeeding, or if they're not breastfeeding in the six-month postpartum period right after they've had a baby. And then we also see infants up to the age of one and children age one to five. 
And to qualify for WIC, you have to live in our area, which is Summit County, and fall within income guidelines that the federal government has set up. And you can find those income guidelines on our health department website. And then uh, we provide healthy foods for people. You take vouchers to the local grocery stores and exchange them for foods such as milk, cheese, eggs, iron fortified cereal, beans, peanut butter, juice, fruits and vegetables, whole grain products like wheat bread, pasta, tortillas, and brown rice, and infant formula and baby foods as well. But we're not just a supplemental food program. We also do nutrition education, which I think is a big component of WIC. And we help families learn about health and nutrition. We can also help them with breastfeeding. We promote breastfeeding. And we've all, all of my staff have taken a 45-hour lactation course. So we're all somewhat experts in breastfeeding and can help moms that are having problems. We provide breastfeeding classes and pumps. We're also required to provide referrals to healthcare and other resources that families might need. So just kind of a ballpark estimate, how many people do you generally see within, uh, I guess, a year? I'm, I'm not sure how to gauge it, but within a year, how many people do you serve? Well, currently our caseload is 467 participants. Now, we don't see every one of those participants every month. Usually we see them every three months. And the 467 participants that we do have, they're in all areas of the county. So we have a clinic here in Park City, we have one in Colville, and we also have one in Camas. I think that's an important thing to mention is that if you are someone looking to take advantage of these services, you can come here at Round Valley or Colville or Camas. Exactly. And the first week of every month is when we go to Colville and Camas. So we're usually in Camas the first Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of every month. And then we're usually in Colville the first Monday and Tuesday okay. of every month. And we, we talked a little bit about this already, but just to go a little more in depth, who qualifies for WIC or what are some things that people might not know about WIC or might not know that they can take advantage of through the WIC program? So women, infants, and children qualify. So you have to be pregnant, um, breastfeeding, just had a baby. And um, we can also serve women who have just had a miscarriage as well within the six months of um, either having the baby or having the miscarriage. And then infants and children. Um, one of the things that I found interesting about WIC when I had to do a little bit of research about the program is that WIC's been around since 1972, and it actually came into existence because a group of physicians met with government officials to discuss the health status of pregnant women that they were seeing in their clinics, and they were noticing that these young women were presenting with various ailments that were caused by lack of foods. And so in response to this, they kind of wrote a proposal that they took to US. SDA to ask them to establish food commissaries attached to the neighborhood clinics. And so food vouchers were prescribed by these professionals and then women exchanged these vouchers for supplemental foods. And they did this as a pilot program for two years. And then in 1974, legislation established WIC as a permanent national health and nutrition program. And I find these numbers interesting. Since 1972, WIC has grown to serve more than one third of all pregnant women, one half of all infants, and 30% of all children younger than the age of five in the United States. Wow, that's so, a lot of people. Yeah, we reach a lot of people. And it's actually the third largest food assistance program right now administered by USDA. So yeah, it, there's a lot of people that we touch. Definitely. And I think just going back to 
people might think about the other things, but I think the nutrition part is extremely important, especially with new babies Mm -hmm. and new mothers. Definitely. And I think that's part of the program that maybe doesn't get enough Attention. Attention. Yeah, definitely. Because I think people just think it's a supplemental food program, Mm -hmm. but it's not. We teach so many classes about infant nutrition, postpartum nutrition, prenatal nutrition, breastfeeding classes, childhood nutrition, things like that. So yeah, I think it's really an important aspect of the program that people don't know about. Right. It's not just providing uh, vouchers. It's also education for long-term change. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Making our communities healthier. And you've been, you said you've been involved here with the health department for 16 years. So in that time, one thing I always like to ask in these conversations is how have you seen the WIC program grow, evolve, or change basically in that time? I think um, one of the major changes are the types of foods that are offered now from WIC. In the past, fruits and vegetables and whole grain products were not offered. But in 2009, they made some changes to the WIC food packages, and these changes were implemented to increase fiber intake and lower fat content. And so now we are offering, you know, fruits and vegetables and the whole wheat, whole grain products, which has been a really good change, and I'm glad to see that. We also offer baby food jars, and we didn't used to do that either, so now um, they can get the Gerber fruits and vegetables or the baby doesn't like the Gerber jar food, then we can give you a cash value voucher to make your own baby foods, make your own fresh fruits and vegetables for your baby. So that's a nice, a nice thing too. Unfortunately, one of the things that I've also seen change is that our caseload has diminished. Uh, we used to have a caseload in around 800 people in the years past. On one hand, maybe that's good. Maybe that means that our economy is better. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I really still think that there are people out there that could use the help. And so we are just wanting to find those people. Do you think a part of that is just awareness of the WIC program or people just, like you mentioned, maybe the economy, things being more stable for people? Yeah, I think awareness is a big thing. So we are trying to get get some information out there so people know who qualifies for the program. I think that people just think it's a formula program, so they can only come once they have a baby if they mm-hmm. need help with the formula. But we would really rather see them at the beginning of their pregnancy so we can give them lots of good information about, you know, staying healthy while you're pregnant. And uh, the breastfeeding is a great option. We're not just a formula program. I know that using the WIC checks at the store can be somewhat cumbersome. And so I wonder if that might cause some people from not using the program. But one of the good things that's going to happen next year by late 2018, Utah is working on getting an EBT card. So we won't have vouchers anymore and you'll just go to the store and you'll shop for all your groceries at once and then you'll pull out your WIC EBT card and you'll be able to pay for your WIC items with that card and then you'll pay for the other items that you're buying with your own debit card or your own cash. So I think it's going to make it a lot simpler process. And one of the nice things is is that we are going to be a pilot project for the EBT card. So our participants are going to be some of the first ones in the state of Utah to be able to use that. So I'm hoping that we will be able to increase our caseload just because it's going to be simpler. Right. That definitely makes sense. And I think segues nicely into our next question, 
which is related to WIC looking forward now. What are some challenges, and you've mentioned kind of the diminishing number of people taking advantage of the program currently. What are some challenges or just different things you see the program undergoing maybe in the next 10 years or so? Definitely with the EBT card, I think that's going to be a great thing to have happen. Like I said, it's going to make things a lot easier, a lot simpler, and I'm hoping that we will get more people taking advantage of our program. I did kind of look at some of the specific health challenges that our WIC population has and may have in the future, and every year our registered dietitian, Colleen Blanquist, has to submit a nutrition education plan to the state of Utah, and that details kind of what we're going to be working on for the coming year with our participants, and she runs reports and looks at some of our higher risk factors that show up in our clients, and This year, based on that plan that she just wrote, we noticed that we have a higher percentage of children and women that are anemic here in Summit County, and we also have a higher percentage of our two to five-year-old children that are obese. So we're going to be focusing on these two health challenges in the coming year. Anemia you know, it means that you have low iron levels in your blood. And I don't think people realize that anemia can cause fatigue, you can be more susceptible to illnesses, have shorter attention spans, learning and developmental problems or poor appetite. And so this is definitely something that we want to work on with our pregnant women and our children. We've also noticed that when women are anemic, they're more likely to have premature babies and low birth weight babies. And Mm -hmm. so that's something that we definitely don't want to have happen. So we want to teach them how to prevent anemia. And then as far as obesity in our two to five-year-olds, we definitely want to work on educating our families about portion sizes, exercise, changes to their diet, to, you know, lower fat options, just so the kids can grow up being healthy. One of the great things you do in talking about nutrition is letting people know that eating healthy doesn't have to be expensive. You can eat healthy when you're on a budget or when you're part of the WIC program. Things are a little tight. That doesn't mean you can only buy processed foods or cheaper foods like that. Exactly. You can definitely eat healthy, and that is one thing that we try to teach our families. And we offer them recipes so that they know how to you know, make good foods and so they make wise decisions when they go to the grocery store we teach them to buy their fruits and vegetables in season you know they get a cash value voucher to buy fresh fruits and vegetables and so we kind of teach them hey you know buy the fruits and vegetables that are in season so you can get more for your money so we're definitely teaching them those things one question i should have asked back at the start but we'll throw it in now is how many people work with you in the WIC department or with the WIC program currently we're a staff of four um, i have registered dietitian we also have a clinical assistant and um, she's our interpreter as well and her name's holly lewis and i already mentioned colleen blanquist she's our registered dietitian and then we also have lynn little who's a public health nurse that's worked on and off in the WIC program with us for the past four years as well. And so small staff, but everyone loves the WIC program and loves the concept. And so I think that we have a passion for the program and wanting to help families be healthier. And you guys definitely stay busy and on your toes with just the four of you. That's yes, for sure. we do. All right. So just wrapping things up now, if you had one thing you wanted the public to know about WIC or one thing that they take away from this talk, what would it be? 
I just want everyone to know that WIC really is a great program. We have seen people's lives change for the better. We have so many families that are grateful for the supplemental food, but they're also really grateful for the nutrition education that they receive. Families, parents, they want their kids to be healthy and they want to be healthy. So it's always nice when you can see those changes come about and you know that you've been able to help them just by giving them a little bit of information. You know, that's probably the biggest the biggest thing. And, and as I mentioned before, where we're going to go to the EBT cards and be one of the first agencies in the state to use them, we're really excited about that. And we just think that that's going to be a great change. Awesome. Well, Jen, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with us. And I'm sure we'll hear from you again. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Summit County HealthCast. For news, program information, and more, visit us at summitcountyhealth.org. Stay healthy, Summit County.